Dan Yol Tavener. What's up? How's it going, bud? Pretty good. How are you? Uh, I'm doing very well. Uh, I'm doing well. I'm upset about the movie choice that we made today. Uh, I made, unfortunately. So if it's okay with you, I'm going to jump right into it. Upset. Yep. You'll hear about it right now. Oh, uh, shit. <laughs> listen, this is required watching where we watch the essential films from the list of cinematic influencers and look at them through the lens of learning about filmmaking and how to move forward. I'm Trey Epps. I'm Danny Tavener. And here's why I'm upset. We're talking about 2003's Big Fish, the uh, the movie directed by Tim Burton, written by John August, uh, starring Ewan McGregor, Albert Finney, Billy Crudup. Yo, so many people in this movie. Uh, so Jessica many people. Lang's in this. Helena Bottom Carter. Miley Cyrus. Uh, Mar- Miley Cyrus is in this. Uh, Marianne Cotillard. Uh, Missy, uh, listen, there are so Dana many people. Steve Buscemi. Demi v- Steve, oh yeah, I'm, I'm even missing out there. Jeez, yes. So that tall guy people. that plays a giant and everything. His only his only job is to play a giant. I believe he I believe he passed away though. Oh, RIP, RIP to that guy. Oh no, he's alive and he's only 32. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Uh, what, was he 10 when this movie came out? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> roughly, roughly 10, closer to 10 than when he is now. Uh, uh, if you haven't seen the film, it's about a frustrated son who tries to determine the fact from fiction in his daughter in his fa- his dying father's life. Um, I'll repeat that because I feel like I, I fucked it up. A frustrated son tries to determine the fact from fiction in his dying father's life. Uh, here's here's why I'm upset. I did not know what to expect from this movie. I actually I didn't read anything about it. I didn't mm-hmm. know I didn't know anything. Do you think about it was it. gonna be a fishing movie? Uh, Did you want more fish? I wanted more. Actually, there was a lot of fish in this movie. So there's plenty of fish. That's why I'm. I'm, That's why I'm. I'm. I'm worried. I'm concerned about what your expectation was versus what the actual movie was. Uh, So I, I I had no expectation. The reason why I chose this film uh, for a couple reasons: it was a Broadway adaptation. so like that piqued my interest because I didn't see the adaptation. But I was like, oh, if they chose to adapt this movie then there must be some reason. Um, as in, like, I, I didn't think, and I, I don't know, but I didn't think in 2003, Big Fish was, like, the hot the hot IP that everyone wanted to, to make into a Broadway musical. Um, but the main reason I, I know of this film, and it wasn't even because of Tim Burton, it was because of uh, screenwriter John August. Uh, and if you're in the podcast listening game, you know of John August as one of the co-hosts of um script notes a podcast about screenwritings uh screenwriting and, and things interesting to screenwriters with uh craig mason of chernobyl fan anyways all of this is, all of this to be said is i i really admire john august i think what he has done has been a very interesting in terms of his career i think charlie's the angels charlie's angels charlie's uh, angels two, full throttle <laughs> aladdin uh, I think what he's done in terms of his like educational aspect in terms of this podcast has been really insp- inspirational to me personally. So I was like, you know what? I want to watch Big Fish because of all of most of his movies, this is one of the this is one of the few that I haven't seen actually. So I've surprisingly seen a few of his movies, um, but not this one. I forgot that it was a Tim Burton flick. 
I shock, shock of my life. I probably would have watched it a little bit sooner had I known. Um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a Tim Burton fan, so I, I would have watched this a little bit sooner had I known it was a Tim Burton flick. But 2003, I was like fresh in high school, maybe. I th- I, don't, I don't even know what I, I was definitely in high school. Must I? Must have been. Um, or like right into like right, like leaving middle school. So like like going to see movies was a thing because your boy didn't have did not have his own money to go pay like 10 bucks for a movie and then like get on the bus and like sneak food in i did but i didn't have that many to watch big fish because tim burton was not on my radar as like a filmmaker uh that i needed to follow (laughs) my mom didn't come into the bedroom and go this is tim burton (laughs) pay attention to this one yeah (laughs) there's a lot of fish Um, in this one yeah (laughs) um that's why i picked it and i feel like yeah i feel like like in pop culture in general, it, again, because of the Broadway musical that went on for quite a while, it was a thing. It was a niche, maybe a niche thing. Maybe not everyone's heard of, you know, Big Fish, but I think, I feel like it was a thing. So that's why I chose it. You've seen this a few times and you said you loved it. I remember loving this movie so much when I, I don't know, oh, four, three, oh, four. I was like middle school, high school. I remember watching this movie at my friend's house being like, yo, you guys want to watch Big Fish? Oh, hell yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know how well it held up in my head. <laughs> it was definitely less good than I remember. I I feel bad. I feel bad that it's, uh, felt less, it felt less good. So here's the thing. I saw it for the first time. Can I, can I just get into telling you what my thoughts were? Oh, please, yeah. So my dad is dead. Uh <laughs> And I, I am so okay with this that I say it like this. Obviously, I am not tortured by the single uh, most tragic event in my life. Uh, <laughs> so, like, I, I came. I, the reason I was upset by it was because it caught me completely off guard from an emotional place of like, oh no, I, I know what this movie is. Five minutes into it, like, I know exactly what's happening. Even the fantastical elements of it. Um, sorry, fantastical, uh, like the fantasy elements of it. I was like, I get what this is. I understand what, like, as we get older, I'm like, I understand what it's like to have to tell stories and kind of like pass those down. But I also understand what's happening with like this father son relationship. That is really the heart and driving force of this entire movie. Um, so maybe I'm completely coming at it from like a strictly emotional place. Uh, but it made me, it made me appreciate all of these wild stories. And even then I was like, all of these, all these fantasy elements make perfect sense. I, I'm not doubting him for a second. I believe that he had gone through this. And then, you know, the, the, the as soon as we, I, I'm not even sure if it's an audience thing that, that is realized or if I just think I'm smart, but like, you know, the whole, the whole big fish thing and, uh, you know, trying to get the girl and taking the ring all by. I was like, Oh, that's the wife. That makes perfect sense. Like, I'm like, I'm on board. This is full of metaphors and whatnot. I, I get what is happening here. Um, so I felt, I felt really good through this movie and each twist and turn in terms of like, like big set piece that was happening next, whether we were going to this town or we were meeting this person or like, you know, like that felt really good and fresh each like kind of turn that we took. It was like a, like a tall tale, like a fairy tale the way yeah. It- unrolled and yeah. moved on to the next chapter and i was like oh well to tell you this i have to start here yeah, exactly and I, I really enjoyed that aspect of it um and then you really you know as it goes on you really get to see how 
everything intertwines and what this or that may mean. Um, and of course, outside of this big story, we just have like this guy who's dying. It's really that simple. One guy is dying. <laughs> and like, aren't and, we all? And, and, and well, again, from an emotional point of view, I'm like, yep, that'll be me at some point being a, a fireman carried into a river so I can turn into a catfish. <laughs> um, but yeah, what, what were your thoughts looking into this? So while I was watching it, I was just remembering like being in middle school, watching this, and I was trying to find the things that I remembered loving it, loving about it back when. Yeah. And I think it was exactly what you said, all like the fantasy, like magical realism elements to it, where it's just like giving these absurd scenarios and situations at face value and being like, no, 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 this legit happened. Like right. a car was carried off by a swarm of bees or I found this weird town that was a cult and they didn't wear shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Buscemi was there. All these things that are yeah. like, I guess that, yeah, sure. That happened. But going back this time around, cause I haven't seen this in a while. It definitely felt, I don't know if heavy handed is the right word, but it kind of just gave everything to you. Oh yeah. yeah. Almost too it, much. I <laughs> like, Hey, wink, wink. Look at that. Huh? Mm. Huh? <laughs> I think, I think and feel, I think and feel as if because this movie was a, I believe a children's book, right? Like, it, uh, sorry, not the movie was a children's book, but it was based off a book, and I I thought it was like a children's YA situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought because of that, they were trying to ride a few different lines, and I think when you have all those spinning plates, which I believe are the trying to get kids in with all these fantastic elements, again, like they're not making this up. This is a part of the book, but there's that. There's an aspect of like, we need to ride this line of it being a little bit more adult. So like teens, young adults, parents will also enjoy it. Um, We need to make this like, again, just like generally like just universal, right? Like we need to make this film universal. So everyone is on the same page. So I think in that aspect, it did feel pretty heavy handed and hammy and everyone speaking in this damn Southern accent that, is both hilarious, uh, authentic, and terrible, depending on who's doing it. The second Ian McGregor started talking, I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about his <laughs> southern exit. <laughs> but I was also like, why? Why was this a thing that we that we needed? Why did we need this thing to happen? I mean, there's definitely parts of it where I let myself, like, I was like, you know what? This is a little sweet. Like, some of the stories, I'm like, oh, I don't have stories like this in my family, but I see the parallels with right. stories my parents or other family members do tell. Yeah. And I kind of gave into the like overtly yeah, you know, like the super saccharine like feel good of it. I was like, oh, that's pretty mm. nice watch. But at the end I was just kind of like, oh okay. All right. 
It was, it was okay. Um, yeah, I, I, I think here's the thing about fantasy movies like this, right? Is that I think you have to go in, and we talked about this in pre- of previous movies, but you have to go in and go, nothing that I knew mattered. Like, this world has to create, like, this world has mm-hmm. to be created from the movie, right? And it's hard. It's, I think it's easy to get rational and be like, this makes no sense. This makes no sense. Even in the world of this movie, that shouldn't make sense. Um, but I don't know. I, I, again, I say, I just say I really enjoyed, I enjoyed what it was trying to do because it felt fresh. Like how many movies do we get about father and son relationships or parents relationships or family relationships that are just straight dramas? And then like the, the, the parents or whomever gets into an accident and then they have their heartfelt goodbyes and apologies and that's it. Or, um, you know, like, you know, it's it, like that, like this storyline is just a, a, a subplot for a romantic comedy or some nonsense. Or how many stories think, do, do we get where someone's telling you a tall tale or a lie? And then in the movie, they're like, but they're telling the truth. Right. Like that guy actually was a werewolf or whatever. Right. Like little elements that they're like, oh, but that part was true. That ridiculous crazy absurd part that actually was actually happened and it felt it felt good it felt good to to i don't know again i'm seeing it for, for the first time <laughs> i feel like I, I very much feel like if i had to watch it again I, i'd feel very similar to you um but it felt good to have those things told to you to be true because it meant it, it meant something it wasn't it wasn't whimsy. Exactly. It wasn't this alarm clock goes off and then the main character wakes up and, and all of a sudden was that, you know, was that a dream? Everything that I watched in this last hour and a half, two hours was all a dream. Everything's fine now. Or like even, even like the when the doctor, whoever it was, was like, you want to hear about the day you're born? It was this simple, blah, blah, blah. Um, and it's like, it, like sometimes the tall tales are better. The tall tales are better. They are better. I mean, listen, if it, <laughs> If we're talking about real life, like actual real life, like no, like no, I'm not accepting that. You know, some bees took your car away. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not accepting that. But, but guess what? After the last five years or so that we've had, would that be the most surprising thing that happened? No. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I've already thought about how ways to retell my life stories in a more fun way. <laughs> oh, I've got to. I feel like I have to be able to retell my stories in a fun way. Because you think about it now and like how elaborate are the stories, like at least you said, how elaborate are the stories that you told and you're like, or like you heard and you're like, I, I know for a fact it didn't happen this way, but I still appreciate the the artistic uh, impressions that you got going on here. Yeah, because you usually change like a little thing. Like, oh, it was uh, raining that day and that's why, yeah. nah, no more, no yeah. more, no more small <laughs> tweaks, only big tweaks. Yeah, son. Yo, it was a pandemic. That's what I had to do. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Yeah, I love it. I, I So I just read that. I'm not skipping over to any fun facts. I really don't have anything else. I don't, I don't have any specific notes about this film, by the way. So I'm just straight up talking. Um, guess what happens when you feel it emotionally? Uh, <laughs> but I just read, uh, if you Google, if you Google Town of Spectre, which is the culty town, 
which is very weird, by the way. I feel like I feel like no one really addressed this, and we probably should. Uh, but uh, if you Google the town of Spectre, a Wikipedia page will show you Jackson Lake Island, which is a, a private island where the film was shot and all the town houses were were built. Dan, it sounds like you went to your keyboard immediately and started typing. No, I dropped my microphone. Um, uh, so yeah, the, all of that, all of that was happening, and now it's abandoned. And I, I don't know who owns this island, but it's abandoned and has like dilapidated houses from the movie. Was that the whole town? Because I get that it's supposed to be a small little quaint town, but there's like five buildings. It's like five exactly. Yo, movie magic, baby. <laughs> movie magic. Um, but yeah, like even if you Google that, you know, in country living, it says how to visit Spectre, Alabama from 2016. So like this is definitely in the this is definitely in like the, the zeitgeist of of like movie making. I'm 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 shocked. I, I must say I'm shocked by this. I forgot so much about this movie. I forgot about the whole carnival scene sequence. I mean, there's so many tall tales that it's like hard to remember yeah. all of them, but yeah. Yeah. Just watching it again. I was like, Oh, this is, there's parts of it that I remember. Oh, I love that about it. Mm. Like the fantasy elements of it, but it still felt not boring, but it didn't rouse know. you as much. It didn't rouse me as much. Maybe because I'm not, let's see, oh, 03, I was, oh, I was like 12. <laughs> yeah. No, for sure. And that's okay. That's fine. Um, listen, I, I, I appreciate that we usually go 30 minutes. But since we're sitting comfortably at around 20, do you mind if I just get right into it? Please. Oh, really quick. Uh, yeah. Matthew McGorry, the giant, did pass away in 05 at the age of 32. Oh. RIP. Oh, no. At seven foot six, he held the Guinness World Record for tallest actor. Damn, son. That's hella tall. Yo, that's one foot taller than me. Actually, and one foot right, and one inch. Tall. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, son. That's really sad. Anyways, um, for all the things that we've just talked about, I'm going to say that this film is not required. Whilst I think it's a very fun movie, I'm not even sure if I recommend it in terms of what we're talking about on this podcast. I do think it's fun. I do think I do think it's one of the few films where we talk like about like that has a fantasy element like this, and uh, it's another adaptation which we love to do, but. Yeah, if you were to watch this movie, and I'm saying if, I would say look at the emotional connection. I, I, again, we're struggling the most was like the emotional connection to it all because we don't make movies like this at all. Like just same way we don't make broad comedies anymore, and we don't make rom coms anymore. We we don't really make this kind of movie where it is just about human connection and like very simple terms where it doesn't have to be um i was gonna say where it doesn't have to be a, a major thing but the, of course the fantasy aspect does make it something completely different not as straightforward or simple but 
despite the fantasy elements, I do think this movie is fairly straightforward in terms of the connection that we make with other people and the people close to us in terms of the stories that we tell as a, as a, as a people. Um, but no, I, I, yeah, I, I just can't say it's required. Yeah, I agree. It's also not a, not the best Tim Burton movie. <laughs> oh, definitely not the best Tim Burton movie. Hands down. Hands down. Uh, yeah, I think it's fun and there are fun elements to it and the way the story's told is fun, but fun can only get you so far. Hmm. And yeah. yeah, I think it just watching it again as an adult, it felt very easy with the um, messaging, I guess, of like family and storytelling and choosing the the fun story over the true story and 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 not taking things at face value and instead like looking into blah 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 blah. That's fun. But yeah. I don't know. It was just it's a good movie to watch on like a rainy day, I think. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. I agree with that one. I definitely agree with that one. Listen, well, Dan, we'll end it right here. Uh, Thanks so much for listening. And if you like the show, please rate and review. We like reviews. Uh, We like ratings as long as it's five stars. Uh, Be sure to share it with your friends and your family. And catch us out on social media. Catch me at Trey Epps on on Twitter and Trey.Epps on Instagram. What about you, Dan? I am at Danny Tavener everywhere. Everywhere is not part of the handle. It's Danny Tavener, comma, on all platforms. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for the clarification. Everyone's been trying to find you. Uh, um, Listen, until then, my good, good homie, sayonara. Peace.